people. <laughs> Praise God. It is such an exciting time that we're in right now. I, I, I wouldn't want to live at any other point, any other time that is, is, uh, is available to me. This is the best time because this is the time that we were born for. Come on. Come on, you're not born out of season, out of time. This is exactly the right time. And so we need to understand that what is it that God wants us to do? We need to enjoy ourselves. We need to know our purpose and our destiny in our life because then the joy starts to come out of that. And so just before I get the AV team to play that first clip, I'm going to just really... uh, um, we're sensing even last week, there's a, there's a word on my heart for the church, for forever house. And if you're part of this house, I believe this is, part, this is all for you as well. And uh, just as I was uh, in prayer during this week, and I really felt like, and, and this goes really along with even the theme of what God has been doing in the last couple of weeks, where we've seen uh, Pastor Sandy and Thomas come on, where we've just honored uh, Holly for uh, her, her work and her attitude and, and uh, the way she's lived her life. And, and I think this is all part of, you know, when, when uh, Jesus told the parable of the, the, the stewards, um, of, you know, when the, the guy come in and he gives the talents to the three uh, stewards there. And then it says that there was a time that the master came back and he wanted to find out how these three people were going with what he gave to them. And I believe that this is a season right now where we are in, where God is coming back and he's checking on to see how well we're doing with what he's given to us. And I believe as a church, God is saying, I'm coming back. I'm seeing what you've been doing. And what I heard this morning is well done, good and faithful church. Come on. Well done, good and faithful people, because you have done well with what I've given to you. You've multiplied. You've increased. And even with that, see, there is there's something that the Lord's been speaking to me about this time. And, and it's connected with the message that's uh, the, the today as well. But it's but it's about uh, uh, it's about uh, the accounting time. We're about reconciliation. Where 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 as an accountant you reconcile things back and you make sure that where everything is gone out, there's got to be something coming in. Where there's got to be the perfect transaction. And what I heard the Lord speak about uh, even last week was that there has come a time where as we have been giving out. There's been not a lot coming back in again. And so there has to be a reconciliation. The, the, the books have to be right. Come on. Our life has to be right. It, it's, it's not a point where it's like we're given out and given out and nothing's coming back again because that's not our God. Come on, you've got to understand. And so I believe what is happening even at this time. Here we are in the ninth year, 2019, the year of, of, uh, of prayer, uh, the year of, of birthing. And here we see uh, Dan Holly doing something fresh and something new. We see uh, Thomas and Sandy b- being birthed into something fresh, something new. This church being born in to something fresh, something new. It's a new season that we're in right now. And if you don't understand, you're going to miss out. We've got to understand this is the time. And as God is coming, is come back here and he's checking to see what we've done with the, 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 the little that he's given to us. What have we done with it? Have we hidden it away? Have we, have we thought, well, that's nothing. I'm not, I'm not even going to even do anything with that. Or have we grabbed a hold and said, it might have been insignificant. It might have been nothing. But I tell you what, you gave that to me. 
God, you give this to me, and I'm going to use it, and I'm going I'm to start to step out, and I'm going to start believing for more. My faith and my trust is in you greater and greater every day. It's growing more. It's growing more. And what happens with that little, this starts to becoming more and more. And then the pastor comes and says, well done. Good and faithful servants. And I tell you what, there is a multiplication that comes upon those ones who have done well with the little that God has given to them. And it, there is a quickness that comes when God says, I am going to reconcile things back together. I am going to do it. And there is a timing that God has. But I tell you what, this is a quick timing right now. When everything is aligning, where everything gets into position, if you're out of position, get back into position. Come on. And as soon as you get back into the position, you'll see the quickness of God. You'll see the blessings of God starting to overtake you. Why? Because you have done well with what God has given to you. Now is the time where we're starting to see this. Now is the time of birthing. The nine months. Come on. Now is the, 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 the hour, the ninth hour of prayer. Everything is starting to point to this time. And here we are celebrating this weekend. The birth, the, the, the resurrection and, and the death of, of Jesus, where we see that there was on the ninth hour, we see on the cross, that's when Jesus gave everything to, 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 to God. He gave everything. He had finished it all. It was the ninth hour. Come on, church. This isn't just coincidence. There's something here today. There's something in the, 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 the message today. There's something in the, the anointing, the atmosphere today that can change your situation. It can change your circumstance. But you've got to get it. You can sit here like a bump on a log and not get anything. But other, others will say, man, I got that. That's what the Lord's been speaking to me about. That's what, oh, something's stirring inside of us. Come on, Pastor Brad's talking about we're body, soul, and spirit. It's time to allow that spirit to go, yes. Come on. Don't let the flesh just say, oh, settle down, spirit. <laughs> Come on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's like, whoa. It's like, I know you want to get up and shout. Just settle down. Whoa. Come on. Let your spirit just start to make a way. Break out. You are, Come on. You are free this morning. Hallelujah. We pray. Father, I thank you today that you have come and that you have weighed this church. You have weighed forever house. And Lord, that you have waited, and Lord, that there is, it's not been found wanting, but it's been found in excess. It's been found in more. Lord, I thank you that more has gone out of this church than come in. But Lord, you are reconciling today. You are bringing back the balance today. That Lord, today, as we have been good stewards of what you have given to us, now, Lord, we are seeing the increase, and we're seeing the multiplication. And Lord, today, we thank you father for souls we thank you for lives we thank you for changed lives today and so lord we give you all the praise and honor and glory this morning we thank you father that you have come that you have found us worthy that you have found us uh, to be of good stewards in the house of the lord today and so lord we give you praise today in jesus name and everyone said if i can have the ab team we're going to play that first clip thanks guys <clears throat> Hallelujah. Amen. Well, it says uh, preview only, but uh, it's actually happened, all right? <laughs> this is not just a preview. And subscribe, yes, you need to subscribe <clears throat> because we all need to give our lives. It'll cost you 
your life <laughs> to have the life he wants you to live. You've got to give at first. So, so we know that this is an amazing time right now and that you can get all hyped up and you can get all that sort of stuff. I don't want you to get hyped up this morning. I want you to believe the truth. I want you to delve into the Word of God. I want you to have a look at what the Word of God says about the time that we are living in right now. And as uh, Pastor Brad was talking about, this is not just a, just a day today that we just sort of, oh yeah, we, we celebrate and then we just go on with life. No, this is a time right now that we reflect on what Jesus has done and, and, and how He has purchased each one of our lives. Come on, it's not just you, it's me it's everyone God has t- has sent Jesus to die on that cross for every single one of us so I just want to have a look at this morning and uh, and the Lord gave me the the message title, The Lamb, the Cross, and the Empty Grave. And we're going to have a look at quickly at these three elements of, uh, of this, uh, this time that we are, we are celebrating right now. Firstly, we're going to have a look at the Lamb. And, uh, and if we got your Bibles there, I want you to turn to John chapter 1, verse 29. Because it says here, when John the Baptist says, The next day, John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him, and he said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He saw Jesus and immediately something just stirred inside of him. Remember that when, uh, when Mary went to see Elizabeth, her, uh, her cousin, and John the Baptist was in the womb and it says that Mary was just conceived. It says that John the Baptist all of a sudden, whoo, it just, uh, it says he, he become, uh, 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 filled with the Holy Spirit. It says Elizabeth then became filled with the Holy Spirit. Come on. There is something inside of us right now that should be leaping inside. There's a stirring inside that God is doing right now. He's fanning into flame, giftings and callings and everything, stirring something on the inside. And it says that when that happened, that there was a filling, as an infilling of the Holy Spirit. But t- tell you what, when, J- when uh, John the Baptist saw Jesus coming, something just knew. He knew this is uh, the Lamb of God. He takes away the sin of the world. Come on. He's taken away your sin. Do we see him like that? Or do we just see him as sweet little Jesus is coming in? Oh, you know, he rode on a little donkey and, you know, they laid down the palm leaves and singing Hosanna and all sorts of stuff. Come on, you got to understand why Jesus came. The whole reason why he came to earth. The Lamb of God in Revelation 11, 12, chapter, sorry, chapter 12, verse 11 says, that they triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and that they did not love their lives unto the death. There's something about this time where we understand the, the capacity and the fullness of what the blood of Jesus means. Why the enemy hates it. Why the devil hates it. And that's why in Revelation it talks about when we overcome the enemy, when we overcome our sin. It's by the blood of the Lamb. It's by what Jesus did on that cross. We are not good enough. We're not, we're not that smart enough to be able to do all that. We need a Savior. Jesus was our Savior. And He took everything to the cross. And we see that as the Lamb of God, that we can overcome the enemy by His blood. Come on. By our own testimony. We have defeated the enemy over and over. But let's not, let's not just say, well, that was then. Come on, we need to, no, we're not reveling in the past, but we're saying, hey, if I did it then, I can do it again. If I did it then, I can do it now. Come on, 
You've got to understand, you are powerful. Your testimony is powerful. It sets other people free. It just doesn't stir us up again thinking, hey, yeah, I am powerful. God, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So we see here, one of God's names is Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. And when I read that, I understood what the Lord was talking about. And, and he took me to the scriptures uh, where in Genesis 22, verses 7 and 8, where Isaac spoke up and he said to his father, Abraham, Father, and, and uh, he said, yes, my son, Abraham replied, the wood and the fire is here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burned offering? Abraham answered and says, God himself will provide the lamb for the burning offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. The, God will supply the lamb. God will supply the lamb. And here we see Abraham, his only son. And the Lord's asking him to take him to the mountain and to sacrifice him up there. I thank God that Abraham was able to hear again when he was about to plunge that knife into Isaac's heart. And he heard again saying, saying, hey, now I know. He says, don't do it. Now I know that you trust me. Now I know that you love me. Now I know. Thank God that we're still able to hear the, the, the voice of God. Sometimes you might get something, but listen, wait until later on. You might hear something completely the opposite. Wait. Keep your ears open. And, and then it says here in verse um, 22, verse uh, 12, it says, do not lay a hand on the boy. Do not do any harm to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up and there in the thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. And he went over and he took the lamb and he sacrificed it on the burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place Jehovah Jireh. And to this day on that mountain it says that the Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. The Lord has a lamb stuck in the thicket. Listen, there are some things that we have to pay the price for. But there are other things we say, listen, don't do that. That. Don't sacrifice that. I have got a lamb stuck in the thicket for you. And I believe that this, that this scripture there and what was going on at that time was a type and a shadow of what the Lord was saying. I am going to supply my own son, the lamb of God. I have got him ready. He is being sent. Uh, but it's, it's in God's perfect timing and all this was going on. So we understand here in John chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, for God so loved the world. He loves you. He loves you. God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever, 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 it's not just certain ones, but whoever, whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. To save the world through Him. He was the Lamb of God. It came time for the afternoon sacrifice when Jesus was hanging on the cross. That was the time of a sacrifice. That was the time when, the, when, when He gave His life up. It was the sacrifice. He was the, 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 the Passover Lamb. He is your Passover lamb. He is my Passover lamb. See, then we move on to the cross. Listen, what I want you to see is that there are three words in each of these three different headings that we're going to look at. And that first one was the lamb because 
we see the Lamb of God. Those three words. If you want to have, have something today to take away from this, then you can have a look at, the, at Lamb of God, the first three words. And then we have a look at the cross. In John chapter 19, verse 30, it says, When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. I want to remember those three words from this section. It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. It is finished. Come on, what is finished? What was finished? It's so interesting when you start to delve into this. And it says that the Greek word translated for it is finished is to tell us die. Everyone say that. To tell us die. Tell us die. To tell us die. You can speak Greek now. Just go to your fish and chip shop. Uh, to tell us die. Which means, which means paid in full. Paid in full. There's another three words you can remember from this, uh, from this morning. Paid in full. To tell us die. Paid in full. It's another accounting term. You've got to understand when God is starting to show you something, all of a sudden He's just really confirming and confirming and confirming. There's something about it. Your books might be out of place. It's like, God, it just doesn't seem to work out. God, I've been pouring out more. I've been praying more. I've been giving more. I've been spending more time in here and doing more time. But I'm not actually seeing the other side of the ledger <laughs> absolutely matching the other side. And God says, it's okay because I'm coming as the Master comes and He checks on His income. And he checks on what is given to you. And then he says, huh, I see the problem here. Now I'm going to give you more. Come on. You do what God's called you to do. He then says, well done. Well done, good and faithful servant. Now I'm going to increase. Now I'm going to give you more. But he tell you, it's not until we've done what he's called us to do. Paid in full. Jesus spoke these words was declaring the debt owned by mankind, the debt of sin, has been completely and forever wiped out. Completely and forever wiped out, paid in full. I remember there was those big rubber stamps, and, and, and it was always a different color. It was always in red, and you boom, and it's like bang. The debt has been paid in full, in red, red ink, blood of Jesus. Paid in full. But allow the enemy to tell you. You have to keep on working at it. You've got to keep on doing it. Listen, the cross is the finished work. Your, listen, your sin is paid in full. doesn't mean that we go out and just we keep on sinning all over the time. Well, because we can... No, no, no. Sin has been paid in full. Jesus has removed it. And Pastor Sarah was saying this this morning. As far as the east is from the west... <laughs> out of sight, so never to be seen anymore. He has destroyed it. He's abolished it. He's made an utter end of it. And this is expressed by the present tense where he takes away the sin of the world. It's present tense. It's not, well, that was a lovely story and boy, that was terrible, but that was then. No, no, that was then and this is now. It still has the power. Come on. It's go, it has the power to connect us with, it, with, it, with everything. There is not just, this was then. No, it is now. He takes away. He didn't say, he took away. Right. Takes away the sin of the world. It's a continual thing. Apostle Paul addressed this when he wrote in 1 Corinthians 1.18, 1 
For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. It's foolishness to others. To us, this is powerful. This is powerful. That's why this day is a powerful day. That's why I, I, I got so excited when Pastor Brad asked me to, to speak today. It's, it's a, on any other day. I mean, it's fantastic. But listen, today, yeah. you understand, when you fully understand and get the revelation of what today means, you get the full understanding and revelation of what the Spirit of God is telling you right now of because of what happened on the cross, you are set free. Your sins are forgiven. Because of Christ's complete work on the cross, we are able to stand before God holy in His sight without blemish and free from every accusation. You want to silence the devil? You want to silence the enemy? Plead the blood of Christ. Blood of Jesus. Come on. We stand now without blemish. Because of the cross, we have new life. We're born again. Because of the cross, because of the cross, we've been set free. Because of the cross, we have healing. Because of the cross, we have forgiveness of sins. Because of the cross, we are reconciled back to God. Before there was a curtain, come on, before time, before Jesus was on the cross, there was, had to be sacrificial lambs and, and all sorts of doves and things like that. And there was a time where only the, the chief priests were able to go in once a year into the Holy of Holies. But when Jesus died on the cross, when He said, It is finished, there was a great earthquake and everything turned darkness. And it says that the veil that kept us out of the holy place ripped Come on, completely ripped from top to bottom. It was completely open. And God is saying, now I have you come into my place. Now you, it's not through the blood of, of, of any other animals. It's not through a high priest. Now you can come boldly into my throne room. Come on, that's good news. Good news. First John 4.11 says, herein is love. Not that we love God but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation of our sins. Now, propitiation, I know you're learning some new words here today. Propitiation is a Bible word that we never use in, in a formal conversation. It means that the cost of something has been paid or it's covered. We just heard, just tell us die. We just heard that it's been paid in full. This propitiation now, it talks about it's like having, having a, a, a insurance your life or on your car or whatever like that, you know if you're in a car accident, then you're covered. You're covered. You're covered. You know that in life, we, we, we go through things and we might fail, but, let's, but listen, we're covered. We're covered. We've got life insurance. We have got an insurance policy. I'm not saying that we just go out and deliberately do those things because, because that's not what it's about. The grace of God is there to help us in our area of, of, uh, of sin, in that area that we, we're falling down in. But I'm talking about the blood of Christ. I'm talking about not trying to be underneath what the devil's trying to tell you and say, you can never do this, you keep failing, you're a failure, you've always failed, you're always going to do that, forget it, just give up right now. But God is saying, no, I've covered you. I got you covered. Yes. Hallelujah. Jane Hammond sent something out just during this week. She said this, When Jesus died, He paid price for our sin 
so that we could come out of the place of just surviving in earth and really come to a place where we could be revived. Out of survival into revival. Where we can experience a new life. Where we can experience the miracles that He's promised us. Jane Hammond says, I'm telling you, we are in the ninth hour. It's a confirmation. You're in the ninth hour. God is going to answer from heaven the prayers that are being prayed from earth. But let, let's, let's, let me just say that you can't just pray the prayers from earth to have heaven answer. This is the time to press in. It's not just throwing it up there. It's a time to press in. It's a time to press in. When Jesus knew what he was about to do, and he said to his disciples, listen, I want you to watch and pray. And he came back, and what were they doing? They were fast asleep. He said, this is the time to press in, guys. This is the season to press in. It's a time to press in. Our prayer as never before and watch and see what God will do. You're going to see suddenlies and you're going to see your miracles and you're going to have a change that's going to change your life from this point forward. That's why I get excited when I start to read these things because God has been speaking to me about these things and sometimes you just can't work it out but then you think, that's it. That's the way it's going to happen. That's why I'm getting excited. That's why you should be getting excited. Don't tell you, don't, don't tell your flesh just to, you settle down. Come on. We, we, we sort of fall too much into our flesh and we're thinking, thinking what our flesh thinks. Well, no, no. Let's tell the flesh what our spirit is thinking. I'm getting excited. I know my life is about to change. I know my circumstance is about to change. I know I'm in the ninth hour. I know miracles happen in the ninth hour. I know things change in the life hour, ninth hour. I know things are being birthed in the ninth hour. Yes. Get excited. <laughs> Come on, we need to we need to do a few mower starts. Come on. Come on. Incredibly. When the life of Jesus, you start to see 300 prophecies from the Old Testament were completed when Jesus came on the scene. 300. Can you imagine how that could be? Because God says, I'm holding for a season. If 300 can be released when Jesus come back. Listen, I tell you what, you probably got a few prophecies over your life. I tell you, they're going to happen quickly. If you're ready for them and you're putting yourself in the right place and you've aligned with God, they will happen quickly. This is the ninth hour. Miracles. That man who was lame at the, at the steps of the church there, it says that as they reached down, immediately his legs were straightened. Immediately his legs were strengthened. Immediately it says that he started to praise God and jump and do all sorts of things he couldn't do before. His life was changed. Your life is going to be changed this morning. Come on, you've got to reach out. Says the man, reached out. You've got to reach out. And we look at the last part here, the empty grave. Luke 24, verses 1 to 8 says, On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the, the spices that they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the tomb rolled away. Uh, sorry, the stone rolled away from the tomb. Can we just, yeah. Let me just, after this. While they were wondering about this, Suddenly, two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. And in the first, uh, in their fright, the women bowed down and their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. 
He's not here. He is risen. There's another three words for you to take away. He is risen. Remember how he told you when he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered. Oh, that's right. How could you not remember? Come on. I mean, if someone tells you, yeah, I'm going to get killed, but uh, I'm going to come back after three days. I'm going to be alive again. You would remember that. You wouldn't remember the death part. You remember, what? You're going to come back alive? I'd be waiting for that part. He forgot. Oh, that's right. Yeah, now we remember. I wonder if they realize. Listen, it, it talks about here about angels rolling away the stone. Actually, we've got proof. We've got photographic evidence of at least one of these angels. Guys, can we just show that? Uh, show those, those pictures. Looks very much like me. Well, we know now angels don't have to have wings. Or hair. Or shoes. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. We just want to make sure, we just want to clarify everything. So there we go. It's been pushed away and there is an empty, empty tomb. Believe me, I've been there, checked it out. He's not there, all right? He is risen. Oh dear. Revelation 1 18. This is Jesus talking to John. He says, I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of hell and death. Listen, by the way, I wasn't just laying there for a few days, just, uh, just, just watching the watch, just ticking away, thinking, okay, I'm going to come back. And I was like, no, not yet, not yet, not yet. Come on. He was busy, Jesus went, and he took the keys of hell and death. Come on. And it says that now death has been conquered. He says, where is your sting? (laughs) Come on, death. Come on, that's not the finality of things. When those who believe on what happened on the cross and understand that when we give our lives to the Lord, that that's not the end of it, that that's not it. Before I was a Christian, I thought, that's it. When you die, it's just like these pair of eyes just floating off in the blackness somewhere. Sort of like these lights here. Just in blackness everywhere. And, and, uh, and Julie thought I was crazy until we met another guy just recently. He said, that's what I thought. I said, like, come on. <laughs> crazy people. <laughs> but I thought that's, that's what it was until I understood that we have the ability now because we have been born again, that, we're, that our names are in the Lamb's book of life. Come on. Your name's in the, the, the life book in heaven, that you come into a place where God has prepared for you. He's prepared it for you. He's not saying, hey, listen, sorry, oh, you, I, did, I didn't have enough time. I didn't know you were coming. <laughs> sure, you got the right place. Come on. You got to... No. This is what God has. We have given our life to Him. We don't have to worry about death. We don't have to worry about all these things that are going on. Wars and rumors of wars. Earthquakes and all these sorts of things. What's going on? Oh, I don't know what's happening now. Oh, now it's like China's going to rise up. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And we can be worried about all these sorts of things. And God is saying, listen, don't worry about them. Come on. If it's time, it's time. You can be... And I share this story. 
I mean, when we went to the, to the war memorial, I was reading the, these different uh, plaques and everything. This one guy, he'd got two VCs, Victoria Crosses, because you know, in one world war, he got shot at and he, he rescued one of the, 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 his soldiers, his mates. And then in the second world war, did the same thing, got wounded again. And then I read how he died. He fell off his horse on his farm and died. He's been in two world wars. He's been shot. And he still survived. How did he die? He died falling off a horse. You could be crossing the street and then that's it. You could be in the, the hardest battle. You could be in the place where there's all sorts of things going on. But I tell you what, if that's where God wants you to be, you're going to be protected. If that's where God wants you to be, then you are in Goshen. That you're co- close to Him. God has got you in a place where He's watching over you. There's a place that comes where there's that protection of God wherever you go. That's why you got to check, God. Is this the way you want me to be? Come on. This is where you want me to go. And continually to listen on the Lord, what He's wanting you to do, where He's wanting you to go. Empty tomb. It says here in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, Praise be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a life, hope, a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We have got hope. Because of the resurrection. The, the hope because Jesus rose again. And he took the keys of hell and death. We now serve a living God. We have a living Savior that has conquered things that we don't have to go there. We don't have to do these things because, because of what Jesus did on the cross. And not just died, but rose again. On, rose again. I want to finish this. We're going to play another, another clip, another song clip. Because of today and because of the importance of today and the timing of this message on this day, Resurrection Sunday, I believe that as we get to play this clip, I want to have an altar call for those ones, a number of reasons. For those ones who just want to praise God, come out the front and give Him the praise. Give Him the honor. Give Him the glory. Whatever you want to do, come out the front. For those ones who you feel like, that's what I want to do. I want to come out the front. But listen, there's also, you've got healing you need in your body right now. You understand that Jesus took every sickness to the cross. Every sickness, every name that you can even think of and things that even aren't named right now. The sicknesses that they're finding out. Every name is under the name of Jesus. Because Jesus' name is above every sickness, every name that can be named. We're going we're gonna to have a, a clip place, though. Thanks. And so what we're doing, I want you to come forward. And as we do this, we're going to have people here that are going to pray for you. And whatever it is, if you feel like you've been carrying a burden, if you've been ca- like carrying sin or carrying something, well, listen, this is the place right now. Because just as it was nailed to the cross, uh, and Jesus was nailed to the cross, so your sin is nailed to the cross. So your debt is nailed to the cross. I want us to use this time wisely. Not rush off right now. We can do that. I want us all to stand right now. You feel like, yeah, that's, I, w- I want to come to the front right now. I want to honor God, but I also want to say thank you. But also, God, if I need healing, there's a healing place right here. If we, can, if we can do this, we can play this clip right now. 
It goes for, it goes for nearly five minutes, all right? So, so we're not going to keep you too long from your Easter eggs. Everyone's going to line up behind me at the chocolate fountain. All right. <laughs> Hallelujah. So just raise your hands to the Lord right now. Father, we thank you. Lord, we raise our hands and surrender to you. We love you. We give you all praise and honor. And we thank you, Father, for the message this morning. We thank you for the word, oh God, today that resonates in my spirit right now. We thank you, Lord. There's things that you've been speaking about, Father, that, that you're the Lamb of God. It is finished, oh God. To tell us, die. Paid in full. Yes, Lord. And that the, the, the stone rolled away. Come on. This is the time right now. Father, I thank you that even now, as the ninth hour, it is the time of prayer. It is the time of miracles. And Father, now, Lord, we give you honor and we thank you for what you're about to do because this is a time of birthing all things are finished times are finished new seasons are about to start right now and so lord we come I want you just to come to the front those ones you know you know the spirits we just yep i just want to come right now thank you lord it's a song called all because of the cross Could we have our department leaders, circle leaders, and prayer team come and just pray with those on the altar here this morning? If you're a circle leader, department leader, or in the prayer team, if you can come and just pray with those at the altar here this morning. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this beautiful Resurrection Sunday. We, Lord, Lord, we thank you for this song that talks about the blood of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord, Lord, that as people have responded this morning to this message... Lord, we thank you, God, that you would enable us, Lord, to connect to the truth that the price has been paid in full and that you were established, Jesus, as the lamb to be slain. And Father, we thank you, Lord, for the work of the cross, Lord, that it's not just a yesterday thing, but Lord, you take the sin of the world away and you continue to do it. Father, we pray right now, Lord, every single person here in this place, We thank you, Lord, where they are in life, Lord, that they would appropriate the truth of the work of the cross in their life. Father, we pray, Lord, that heaviness would move off people's shoulders. Lord, the weight of worry, the weight of anxiety, the weight of the world, Lord, would be removed from people's lives. And Lord, that we would appropriate the work of the cross in our heart right now, Father, that we are receivers of the ultimate gift the ultimate price that was paid. Jesus, we receive afresh this morning. The work of the cross in our lives is yes and amen. That we are free indeed. That we are washed clean. That we are without blemish because of the work of the cross. And so, Father, we honor you in this place. We lift up your name, Jesus. We honor you in this place. And we say thank you, God, for your grace and your goodness and your mercy. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said... Amen. Let's thank uh, Greg Bailey for that great message.